And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. All right, we're back at you. This time to talk about an amazing kind of film. I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we have experienced watching a film version of a Broadway musical masterpiece written by Stephen Sondheim, who did the music and lyrics, and Hugh Wheeler, who did the book. The screenwriter is John Logan, and the director is the well-known Tim Burton. The film is called Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, and it stars, among others, Johnny Depp, Helena Bonham Carter, and Alan Rickman. It takes place in London during the 19th century when it is in the throes of its industrial period. Mm -hmm. It is a very grubby, dusty, dirty place. And we see at the very beginning this ghostly ship coming out of the fog. It's a great opening shot. It's a terrific opening shot. And on the deck are a young man named Anthony Hope, played by a very young actor named Jamie Campbell Bauer. Very handsome young man. He's very handsome. He's very pretty. (laughs) He looks like an actress. But I thought he was pretty good in this film. He has rescued somehow on the ocean this lost soul named Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd is a former barber, and he is played by Johnny Depp. And from the moment you see him, you know how bitter he is. Mm -hmm. What we find out is that 15 years ago, he was falsely arrested, sent to Australia for life, and his wife was prostituted for a while mm-hmm. by this evil judge, who Judge sent him Turpin, away. who sent him away, mm-hmm. and that is played by Alan Rickman. He has somehow escaped from prison. We never really find out how. And now he's come back to London. He's changed his name from the original Benjamin Barker to Sweeney Todd. Yes. And now he's going to get revenge. Even. Yes. Right. He finds his old apartment. It is now over a pie shop Mm -hmm. run by Mrs. Lovett, played by Helena Bonham Carter. Right. She recognizes him when nobody else does, Mm -hmm. and she shows him where she has hidden his razors. Barbers used to shave people. They didn't cut their hair. Mm -hmm. And he feels now that with the razor in his hand, the end of his arm is complete. These are his friends, he calls them. They are his (laughs) friends, and we know that he's after the judge. He's after a lot of people. Yes. Of course, lots of people have said that this film is bloody wonderful. I agree. I know you do. But I felt that this movie was a bloody bore. I'm probably the only human being on the face of the earth at this moment in time who has this opinion. Sweeney Todd seems to have captivated the fancy of the critics. But I want to talk to you for a few minutes about why I feel that the film doesn't work musically. I can't wait to hear it because I am going to disagree with you, and I think we ought to let everybody know that up front. I love you. And I do remember, as we went into the end credits, you turned around. You were sitting right in front of me. I know. You said... Bloody Bloody boar. Yes, you did. Okay. Now, here's the deal. On the stage, Sweeney Todd slits the throats, and all of the victims go down a chute, and then they become the ingredients for Mrs. Lovett's meat pies. That's right. All right. So we get all of that. What works on the stage, and what did not work for me on the film, is that the grisly, ghoulish action is offset by the brilliant gorgeous, thrilling voices of the performers. Therein lies the irony to me, and that's why the musical truly works on stage. 
What doesn't work for me is seeing grisly, ghoulish action being played by people who are singing in a grisly, ghoulish fashion or style. (laughs) So there is no complexity here. There is no distance between the action and the music. And that's the problem for me with this film. Okay, I understand what you're saying. And by the way, I have always said that Sweeney Todd, the Broadway musical, which is more of an opera than a musical comedy, certainly, yes, it is. is a masterpiece. But I am now reviewing a motion picture. I cannot compare it to what went on on Broadway. And because I am not comparing it, I have to tell you that this film thrilled me It excited me. I loved every single second of it. And as far as Johnny Depp is concerned, he's such a good actor Mm -hmm. that his singing, which is not great, did not bother me any more than Rex Harrison's did in My Fair Lady or Yul Brynner's in The King and I or Robert Preston's in The Music Man. Okay. Now, regarding the first two, Mm -hmm. you're talking about two actors who were not hired for their vocal ability, and the score was not written for them to sing an operatic style. True. They were written to be talk sung. Sweeney Todd, again, it's an opera. I was so surprised that Stephen Sondheim allowed this work to be compromised in this way. I think the same action took place over and over and over again. You've seen one guy get his throat slit, then you see the next four guys do it. I just found that there was such a lack of imagination. And by the way, everyone's telling me how brilliant Tim Burton is. Well, how brilliant is it to shoot everything in gray and black and have blood spurting every five seconds? The genius of the Broadway show is not remotely in the movie. And by the way, they cut my favorite number, which is the opening number, Attend the Tale of Sweeney Todd. And by the way, that's the number that sets the tone for the musical. That's right. It's all the victims coming out and singing what the whole concept of the musical is about. And they couldn't possibly do that scene on film. Why not? Why couldn't they be the spirits of the people who had been killed? Because, first of all, it would have made a three-hour movie. And secondly, I don't think anybody would go to see it thinking that it is a fantasy. <laughs> there is a reality to this. Listen, Excuse I don't want to see... I'm sorry. You say that there's... There's a reality to people whose bodies go through a meat grinder and then they're put into meat pies and then people eat them and all of a sudden she's an overnight sensation. I wouldn't call that reality. Well, you never know what went on in London during the 19th century. Uh, Well, I can assure you that people's bodies were not turning up in meat pies. I don't know. In any event, we got to talk about the rest of the people in this movie. Alan Rickman is a wonderful actor. He plays the evil judge. He has one of those deep, wonderful speaking voices that make him so creepy. Timothy Spall, we saw him and enjoyed him in Enchanted. We loved him in a couple of the Harry Potter movies. He's kind of a toad-like character. Yes. Oh, he's this grubby-looking guy with very strange teeth, by the way. He plays the Beatle. Sasha Baron Cohn plays Signor Adolfo Pirelli, a con man and a charlatan, and he also recognizes Sweeney Todd and tries to blackmail him. Bad idea. Jamie Campbell Brown is the sailor. Jane Wisner plays Sweeney Todd's daughter. She is delicately beautiful. She plays it kind of off-key for me. Yeah, she's in tune with everybody else in the movie. And also playing Mrs. Lovett's assistant, Mm -hmm. Tobias Ragg. A boy, like 12 years old, his name is Ed Sanders, and he sings a wonderful Mm -hmm. song called Nothing's Gonna Harm You. I thought he was terrific and very, very moving. I loved this film, man, and I'm giving it a green light, along with almost every critic in the country. You're quite right, Les. I know I'm in the minority. In fact, 
I am the minority <laughs> on this film, in my opinion. And I really hate to rain on Stephen Sondheim's parade, but my feeling about it again is that I felt that the music was deeply disappointing, that the concept of the Broadway musical really works because of the way that the music is orchestrated and the voices that are selected. There is a reason why Sondheim makes Sweeney Todd a bass, why he makes the young man a tenor, because when they sing a song together, you have to have the difference in the range or the musical just doesn't work. I don't mind the blood. I didn't mind the actors so much. It was just the sheer lack of musicality that made it, for me, unlistenable and eventually unwatchable because of the tedium of it all. So I hesitate to give this a red light. How can I stop? I don't know. I feel so <laughs> terrible. I'd like to slip my wrists. Call Johnny Depp. But I'm going to give it a red light. I think that people would be very, very much more well-served if they, first of all, bought the Broadway album, listened to that, and then be sure to catch an opera production of this musical, because then you will really see how Sondheim truly created a masterpiece. Okay, that's fair. And I do have to say, this came out during a time of peace on earth and goodwill toward men, and there was an awful lot of throat-cutting during that time. I can't forgive no. them for that, but I do think the film is an excellent, not a masterpiece, but an excellent piece yeah, of work. They cut so many numbers out of the movie, and I kept thinking, why don't they cut less throats and leave a couple more numbers in? That's a good idea. <laughs> Tim Burton is the director, written by John Logan, from a play written by Hugh Wheeler and the music and lyrics by the genius Stephen Sondheim. It stars Johnny Depp in the title role, Helena Bonham Carter, Alan Rickman, Timothy Spall, Sasha Baron Cohen, Jamie Campbell Bauer, Jane Wisner, Laura Michelle Kelly, who plays the beggar woman, very interestingly, and the young Ed Sanders, who played Tobias Rag. A glowing green light for me and a throbbing <laughs> red light from Ann Elder. The film is Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Go see it, and you decide. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotus, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chipotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.